I'm Deidre. And I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. Okay, that one was all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't be satisfied sometimes. Hello, <laughs> everybody. from the other side hello everyone how are you we hope you're well we hope you're having a fantastic day yes every day all day every day and we hope these make your day all night long yes yeah we don't own the rights to anything that we sing up in here sure don't okay so today i will be doing let's not meet stories part two I realized I did it for like my first episode or something Mm -hmm. or second episode. I don't remember. And I've never done a part two. So I was like, it's about time. It's about that time. In a minute, I'm going to need a sentimental man or woman to pump pump me up. up. Walking in my... Uh-oh. But let's see, I see he's trying to bring out the fabulous. (laughs) Okay, we got focus. Okay, focus. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So my first one is coming from username Florianizer. Mm. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey. Hello, man, woman. He, she, they, whatever. I don't know. Florianizer. I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if if that's Florian a man. If it's just a, a name. I don't know. But whoever you are, hello. Hello. Um, thank you for... Hello. I mean, you didn't really give us permission, but I appreciate you posting this in the public domain. We appreciate you. Yes. Okay. So I was about seven years old. My brother, about 10. It was well past our bedtime when we woke up. Nope. It was well past our bedtime when our mom woke up off the couch to put us to bed. Our dad worked construction out of town back then. So it was often just us three at the house for weeks at a time. Up the stairs and to the immediate right was our parents' room. Going left put you in the middle of the hallway. Taking another left down that hallway Hmm. led to my brother's room. So up the stairs, immediate to the right, parents. Going left down the middle of the hallway. And then taking another left down the hallway led to his brother's room. The opposite end. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, this is confusing me already. Three hallways (laughs) on the second floor. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So, the opposite end was my room, which was also across the hall from our upstairs bathroom. At either end of the hallway are windowed doors we always kept locked and rarely used. The door on my end led to a balcony overlooking our front yard, fancy, and the door on my brother's end opened to our backyard. Nope, to our back porch. The house kind of leans into a small hill. Hmm. To our back porch. Okay. Okay. I think I've got this visual Mm -hmm. in my head. I don't know. So my brother and my mom both had a habit of waking up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I only knew this because I was always a light sleeper and they just couldn't help flushing with the door wide open. Mm -mm. This night, however, my brother stopped on his way to his room and came back towards the bathroom. I'm going to try to pee before I go to bed. 
The past few nights, I've been too afraid to walk to the bathroom. I keep seeing a man wearing stripes at the end of the hallway. I, girl, listen, you ain't ready. I don't know if my mom wrote it off as my brother telling ghost stories, trying to scare me, or if she was already half asleep and didn't catch it. But she didn't react at all to my brother's confession. Mm. I, on the other hand, was terrified by it. The fear of seeing a ghost-like that at the end of the hallway or through the windows is the reason I started running from the stairs to my bedroom at night. <sighs> Listen, I think we've all been there. I was about to say, we all know that <laughs> fast run. Yes, like, please let me get in, in here. Oh, so years later, when I was about 18, my mom and I were having a conversation in her car about a dog we had for a very short time when I was little. We were sharing stories about Max's tendencies towards destroying my shoes and other unruly behaviors, but my mom blurted out, Do you remember that time I opened the front door for the cops and Max ran inside to the kitchen and started tearing open that big bag of dog food we had? This really caught me by surprise because in all the years I lived in that house, we never once called the cops. And in parentheses, gun owner, family in a quiet rural West Virginia neighborhood, Mm -mm. etc. They're like, we don't call the cops. Um, I asked her what she was talking about and she looked equally surprised as if she had just revealed something by accident. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. I never told you because you were too young at the time. One night I woke up hearing noises outside my window and when I looked, I saw a man staring into my bedroom. She went on to describe how turning on the lights caused him to take off running and how she grabbed my dad's pistol before calling the cops. I can't remember all the details I gave them when they showed up. Tall, white male, wearing a striped shirt and jeans, short, dark hair, something like that. Absolutely not. Girl. They said it matched the description of a man they were looking for in the area. It turns out he had escaped from jail on a murder charge. Uh-uh. I just could not. Now, I know it sounds so obvious hearing those two stories back to back, but it wasn't until a few years ago in my mid-twenties that I pieced together that my brother had unknowingly warned us about a murderer who spent multiple nights casing our home. But they thought it was a ghost. Right. He thought it was a ghost because he kept seeing a man, I guess, at his door looking through. He thought it was a, but he's, but it wasn't. But I could have sworn it said he was in the house, in the hall, right? Like at the end of the hall, I thought, but maybe, so maybe it's those that's doors. the doors. Yeah. At either end of the hallway are windowed doors. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. He could have just came in. Yeah. What on earth? Because you know locks ain't going to keep. Yeah. I keep seeing a man at the end of the hallway. Yeah. So. mm -mm. So that was the first story. And the second story is by the username Ligamentary. I was watching my daughter's kids while she and her husband went out of town. They have a teenage daughter. Let's say her name is Alyssa. At like 3 a.m., I'm woken up by a weird rustling sound and look out the window and see movement. I saw a boy emerge from the bushes on the other side of the house. I saw a bike tossed on the lawn that definitely wasn't ours. My first thought was it was a burglar casing houses, but since he looked young and came through on a bike, I figured scaring him straight would be enough to... Nope. I figured scaring him straight would be enough for him to decide to head home. He didn't want, didn't want to ruin a teenager's life by calling the cops straight away. Mm -hmm. So I went out on the porch, flipped the lights on and said, can I help you in my classroom voice? 
The guy looked surprised, but not nervous. He was wearing a Letterman-style jacket, but once I got a clear view of him in the streetlights, he seemed much older than my granddaughter. Gruff. And more wiry than athletic. Mm. Oh, I just... Re- <laughs> what? It was supposed to just say gruff, like he was gruff looking. I thought it was like, and they, like, gruff, like... <laughs> <laughs> God, I didn't toss it. Oh, I didn't. It's still recording. Yes, so I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. I'll let them have that one. <laughs> Gruff and more wiry than I was like, wait. Ooh. I'm gonna have to do the whole thing because it's a bunch of commas. It's not like it's like a run-on sentence. Okay. You're just getting all the <clears throat> stupidness sucked out of me. Oh my God! Listen. <laughs> <laughs> The guy looked surprised, but not nervous. He was wearing a Letterman-style jacket, but once I got a clear view of him in the streetlights, he seemed much older than my granddaughter, gruff and more wiry than athletic. He walked up closer to the house and said, Yeah, I'm looking for Alyssa. I gave him a disapproving glare, hoping he'd realize he came looking for a girl late at night, and a grumpy old person answered, It's time to split. <laughs> Bro, who, who coming to somebody's house at 3 a.m. talking about, I'm looking for Alyssa? She ain't here. You ain't ever gonna see her this Mm-mm. late, okay? Especially at the witching hour. Yeah, you coming at the witching hour to come see my granddaughter? No, thank you. Gone now, get. And she said he was much older than. Yeah, he looking too old. She, the vibes just off. She she's not feeling it. I'm thinking what must have happened is Alyssa knew her parents were going to be out of town, and maybe before she knew I'd be staying over, told Could a secret been. older boyfriend to come over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's like, okay, you know. It was late, and I was alone with several kids, so I didn't want him coming any closer to the house. I also thought it was weird that he came so late and wanted to be sure Alyssa actually wanted to talk to him. First of all, she a bit, she she a cool granny. Yeah. She a cool mamma, grandma, grandmother, whatever, because she's like... I want to make sure she wants to talk to him, not just go away. It's 3 a.m. Yeah. But, you know, anyway. So she said, I'm sorry, who? And he said, Alyssa, you know, Alyssa last name. This is her house. I thought he knew her full name. They must at least be friends. I said, you wait there. He started to walk up and I felt a sick burning in my gut. Instinct kicked in. I yelled, no, stop, freeze. Then readjusted and said, you stay right there. This is private property. Don't take a step closer. Wait there. So I go in and Alyssa is asleep just one room over from where the rustling first occurred. Mm -hmm. And I wake her up and say something to the effect of, I don't know what the big idea. (laughs) I don't know what the big idea is. What the big idea was to have friends over this time of night, but you tell him to go home. She has no clue what I'm talking about. I say, there's a guy outside asking for you. Confused, she gets up and goes to the window. She sees him and goes white as a sheet. He asked for me? Yeah. By name? Yes. Call the police. I've never seen him in my life. Oh, my. Girl. I called 911 immediately, but as I was on the phone with them, Alyssa started tugging at my arm. He's coming up. I had younger kids in the house to think about, so I kept the door latched and pulled it just open enough for the latch and yelled, I asked my husband and none of us know an Alyssa last name. Leave my property or I'm calling 911. He got angry and started yelling for her to come out. 
Thankfully, the police came quickly, and when he heard the sirens, he grabbed the bike and ran off. This is too ratchet. Like, is this not crazy? What is happening? Okay, I watched where he was running, and he jumped into the passenger side of a car without headlights or front plates and sped off. So wherever this is, it's a place where you have to have the front and back license plates. Uh So like Texas, New York, somewhere like that. Um, Creepy. So like you on a bike, but then you also have somebody like that's uh uh-uh. The police followed in the same direction once I pointed them, but they didn't get them. They advised us to take all her social media details offline if she was. Sure, she didn't know this person, and he so, doesn't know. He doesn't know her name and know where she lived now. Yeah, like what's that gonna do? I don't know. Um. Mm-mm. So yeah, they told her to take it off if she didn't know this person, and said they had a couple similar reports recently and were looking into it. I got a heavy duty lock, and she slept in my room for the remainder of my visit. That's not scary at all. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy Mm-mm. like see and that's the thing it's like on social media you you can find anybody oh yeah anybody and everybody who okay can't find a man but yeah <laughs> can't find a good man a good one i'm hollering okay so this last one i'm doing is from username sweaty ev yeah, I was like, is it sweetie? But I'm like, but no, it's literally sweat with a Y, then E-V. Mm-hmm. So sweaty Ev. After high school, many years ago, I was in a bad place. I feel you. <laughs> my guardian, I'm just playing. Okay, my guardian kicked had kicked me out after, okay, I can't even joke about this because this is actually some serious stuff. Okay, after high school, many years ago, I was in a bad place. My guardian had kicked me out after graduation. She didn't help me find a place to stay, so I lived in my car for a couple of months. I met some heavy metal dudes at work one day. I had seen them around town, and all my other friends knew who they were. Everyone loved them. We became friends over a couple of months, and they offered for me to move in with them. I agreed. Looking back now, I wish I had just stayed in my car. Oh, It's got to be real bad. You know, if somebody's saying... I'd I'd rather live in my car. You know, it's about to be bad. Okay, so my two roommates were brothers named Andrew and Seth. They were in a band. They also believed in the occult and anything of that sort. I never really believed in that stuff, but I'm not one to tell someone what they should believe. Right. They had let me live with them rent-free for several months, so who was I to complain? Right, yeah. Being the, oh no, being the only female in a house full of young men, I was always looking over my shoulder. You never know who you can trust. Mm -hmm. Turns out, I was right to worry. Mm -mm. Over time, their friends started to stay with us for longer periods of time, sometimes weeks. Their friends were another group of brothers that they had gone to school with, and there were five brothers in total, but only two stayed with us consistently. The younger brother, Mark, was very polite. He cleaned up after himself. After himself. <laughs> he cleaned up after himself and always helped with the household chores. The other brother, Adam, had a laundry list of mental problems. Bless it. He had apparently done some bad drugs back in the day and it, oh no, and it, sorry, I'm just like (laughs) reading ahead and just like reacting. And it had developed into what seemed like psychosis of the religious sort, which is like something very scary, 
that can happen. You can literally take a substance and it will send you into a psychosis. And sometimes people never come out of that psychosis. Mm -hmm. And so that's very scary because you're just like in like an altered state basically for the rest of your life because something happened with your brain and the substances like when it happened it mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah. really really bad so he had done time in prison for assaulting a woman with a bible he would often look you in the eyes and tell you once he could see he would often look you in the eyes and tell you he could see how you would die mm-hmm. once he told me that i was possessed by a demon once he told me that i was possessed by a demon and i needed my soul cleansed Everyone in the house knew he had these problems, but he was their friend. They helped him through the hard times and gave him a place to stay. Otherwise, he would be on the streets. I was always on guard around him after the things he told me. No one else seemed to be as concerned as I was. They should have been. Yes, they should have been. Yeah. There's nothing, and it's sad because there's nothing you can really do but find a place for them to go. Yeah. Like an inpatient psychiatric, like that's what they need. Mm -hmm. You cannot be, you know, okay. So I was like, sorry, my director of client care coming out, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so sad and scary. Okay. So one day I was sleeping and my phone rang. It was my boss. He asked if I could come into work an hour early. It was only 12 PM. I was broke and had nothing better to do. So I said, yes, I got up and began getting ready to leave. I walked out into the living room to see Mark and Andrew sitting on the floor. Nope, sitting on the couch. Mark and Andrew sitting on the couch while Adam sat on the floor by the TV. He was watching scripture videos on YouTube, some real end of day stuff that was fairly common. So I went about my business. I said goodbye and left for work. My shift at work was almost complete when the phone rang. My boss answered, handed me the phone and said, for you. I was just a cashier, so I assumed it was a friend that couldn't reach me on my phone. I answered the phone and heard a man's voice that I didn't recognize. Hi, this is Detective Williams. Something happened at your apartment today, and we need you to come to the station to talk about it. I left work immediately. I had assumed one of the brothers had been arrested for drug dealing or something. I was very wrong. I got to the station and was buzzed in. An officer escorted me to a small, cold room with a camera. He gave me a bottle of water and left me by myself for about 30 minutes. See, they trying to case her out. I would have been like, is anybody coming back? I don't even know what's going on. Like, hello. So, and bless her heart. So my mind was racing, thinking about what could have happened. Mm -hmm. He came back in and informed me that Adam had stabbed and killed Andrew at around 1 p.m. I knew he was going to kill one of them. Yep. If not both. Right. I was shocked. I had just left the house an hour before it happened, and everything seemed fine. I asked if there had been a fight. The detective informed me that there hadn't been a fight, and it seemed to have happened out of nowhere. I gave my statement to the police and left with nowhere to go. Because, I mean, this was her house. Yeah. Like, she has nowhere to go. She had nowhere to go before. So, still in shock and confused out of my mind. Our apartment was a crime scene, so I went to another friend's house to watch the news report since the police wouldn't give me any information on the case. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Over the next couple of days, the information began to be released. 
Adam hadn't just stabbed Andrew once or twice, but he had stabbed him over and over and nearly decapitated him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is... That's what I'm saying. You have... Anyway, you just have to be... You have to make sure that these people are taken care of. But people don't understand how serious the situation Mm -hmm. is. Like, oh, that's crazy so-and-so. Like, no, they're not crazy. They're mentally ill and they need help. So anyway, it's just very sad. And yeah, so after the murder, he ran down the road. The woad. You could hear it. I don't know why I have such trouble with road. After the murder, he ran down the road, still holding the murder weapon. He called 911 and informed them what he had done. I watched the news report in horror. I watched the news report in horror. I hate saying this word. What, horror? Yeah, because I feel like when I say horror, it sounds like horror. (laughs) We, me and Houston just talked about this. Horror. Horror. I watched the news report in horror. We had known he was unstable, but this, he had fully confessed to the brutal murder and provided police with his notebooks. He had apparently been planning to murder all of his brothers, my roommates, and and me. He thought we were possessed by demons, and this was the only way to free us. Luckily, none of his other intended victims were there that day. Mark, unfortunately, witnessed the murder, but he luckily escaped. If I hadn't gotten the call from my boss, I wouldn't be alive today. So to the man who brutally murdered my friend and wanted to murder me, let's never meet again. Mm. And those are my let's not meet part two stories. Well, those were good. I really liked these. I thought these were were really good. I was like, we got to put these on the cast, on the body, on the podcast. But yeah, so those are my stories. Thank you to the Reddit users. We appreciate you for giving us content. But I, I mean, I literally, when Reddit, when I first heard about Reddit, all I did was read these stories over, like just, I just soaked them up. I loved them. So, you know, it's our podcast. I think, you know, we can do what we want, but you know, I don't, we We do we do. we do what we do. We kind of have like a half Reddit podcast at this point, but they're so good. How can we not? So anyway, those are my stories. uh, Shirts made that say, we do what we do. The Million Murders podcast, hashtag we do what we do. We do what we do. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So if anyone has any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us by email at a million murders at gmail.com. And you can go to our Instagram and check out the pictures of the people, places, things. Yes. And you can check out our Facebook page and Facebook group. Group. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a moment. Um, and interact there. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. And we hope that you come back for a a million million more. more.